Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrewer, for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Chris Ragg and Nick Hare of Aleph Insights, and this week we're discussing how to be a complete cult. Nick, why are we discussing about how to be a complete cult? Well, the, the, uh, there was a bit of a blast from the past in the news last week as it emerged that um, j- the Japanese have, have executed the last remaining members of Aum Shinriko, who, uh, as you'll remember, were the people behind the sarin attack on the Tokyo subway in 1995. Um, and uh, having not uh, heard about them for quite some time, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was sort of interesting to, to sort of see them back in the news. Um and uh, it got me thinking, well, actually, you know, it's, actually, we don't really, I don't know, I feel like cults haven't been in the news as much as they used to be. But um, that aside, uh, what makes something a cult? You know, because it's definitely, we definitely sort of feel like we know it when we see it. But can we can we define a cult in such a way that it sort of includes things we think are cults, excludes, ex- excludes things that we don't really want to think are cults? Uh, and, you know, including sort of legitimate things like being into... Um, uh, board games or um or uh you, you know uh apple products or something um and or you know even things like uh you know so, so the pursuit of of science or something i mean are, are these can we can we come up with a sensible definition of cult basically okay i mean cult tends to have a, a spiritual religious aspect to it in it when in its traditional usage right so maybe that can be a starting point about yeah. what is the difference between a religion well, and now a cult. you've got the problem of trying to define what a religion is which is not which is and, kind of kicking the can down the road a bit well let's do that though let's kick that can okay well i mean if you look at if you look at the um the origins of, of cult it's it's from the the latin cultus which was about worship so it's gen it's generally historically been used but it but it was originally used for the act of worship itself and not the group performing the the worship but as you as you look at it sort of more modern usage uh through into kind of the the 19th century in 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 england um, it was it started to be used as a as a reference to um, religious groups who were seen as unorthodox in some way, and it is always in this context being used as, like you say, a, a pejorative uh, and one which is about excessive devotion. Um, you know, and then subsequently, you, you know. Um, Various psychologists have looked at the the term and and, and defining the characteristics of a, of a cult, um, you know, and uh, around things to do with um, you know charismatic leadership, uh, some form of um, in, indoctrination process, uh, you know, so so um, uh, and one which is coercive and and involves uh, uh, brainwashing, um, and also. Uh, particularly for sort of damaging cults and and um, you know ones which we we want to s- stop uh, a sense of cult members being exploited in some way or being convinced to do things that are not actually in their in their own interest so you know it depends what perspective you're coming coming from when you when you look at defining cults but you know um, there are there are precious as it happens there are precious few legal definitions of of uh, of what a cult is um 
I mean, because it's tempting to sort of say, well, what's the difference between a, a religion that's 50, year old, 50 years old and a, and a cult, right? But actually, I think you've done quite a good job there. What was it? Charismatic leader, coercive, um, You mean harmful. like the Pope? Well, I don't think he's that... Uh, I don't think people are particularly coerced, and, and I don't think he's that charismatic. Um, what about Jesus Christ? Is he charismatic? <laughs> no. Uh, saying jesus was was uncharismatic but okay but no but it, i think it needs to satisfy all of them so for yeah, example was, was christianity I think, a cult then hold at the on beginning? but hold on so one of the things that chris actually i don't think he did mention was weird and out there beliefs right right yeah now, so, but hold so, on let me let me so let yeah, me carry oh, right, on right. and so i think on that by that definition something like christianity especially when these ideas seem quite new um, definitely would be weird and out there. There's this motherless man who's come, who's whose whose mother was um, fatherless. Was she, yeah, no, but whose mother was? Did I say motherless or fatherless? Mm, motherless. Oh, yeah. sorry. This fatherless man whose mother was knocked up by God, and yeah, that's definitely weird and out there. Um, how coercive or harmful it is? I mean, don't know. Um, but charismatic, yeah, I'd give you that. But I don't think it satisfies all of them. No, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find one that, that satisfies all of them, although I've actually had a go. I've had a go at rating various beliefs uh, on, a, on a scale. Cultometer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm t- yeah, exactly. I'm tempted to say that, you know, like D- Dylan Thomas was supposed to have said, I can't find any evidence that he did, that an alcoholic is someone you don't like who drinks as much as you. <laughs> and uh, I'm tempted to say that a cult is just a religion with fewer followers than you, you know, and it, it sort of feels like... Um, it's very hard to come up with a, a, well, a, a sort of, you know, all-encompassing definition that gets rid of uh, religions but keeps the things we think of as cults. Mm. Um, and I, I so there's a there's an organisation called the International Cultic Studies Association. And to be honest, looking at the website, you'd think they were a cult. Uh, they're quite <laughs> weird and inaccessible. But they they they've got this simple simple and easy fifteen point checklist, which is excessive uh, sort of um, excessive zeal an unquestioning commitment to a leader, uh, the discouragement of dissent, uh, the use of mind-altering practices, uh, a lot of dictatorship from the leadership about how people ought to live, um, elitism, uh, the the, uh, sort of us-v-them mentality, uh, lack of accountability among the leaders, uh, the the idea that the ends justify the means, um, whatever the uh, means are, uh, the use of shame and guilt to influence and control people, subservience to the leader requiring people to cut ties with, with uh, family, people who aren't in that cult, um, the obsession with bringing in new members and, and in making money and needing to devote an inordinate amount of time to the group and, uh, and so on, and, and then the belief that, that you know, life inside the group is more important than life uh, outside uh, and there's no, there's no meaningful life outside the cult. So anyway, I had a, had a quick go at some, uh, some things that you might think of as cults. Uh, so I, I started with um, Apple, Apple uh, users, so people who are obsessed with Apple, Apple fanboys and fangirls. And I came to about seven, seven or eight out of 15 so there's quite a few there, which is I, I imagined them being quite uh, devoted and zealous and uh, to the memory of Steve Jobs. Mm. Uh, certainly something I've seen. Uh, elitism, definitely something you get in Apple user. Uh, a sort of lack of accountability, certainly a kind of interest in, um, in, in making money and acquiring new believers. So there's quite a few indicators there. Protestantism, right? Four out of 15, I reckon. <laughs> So There's just a few. Interesting. There. Apple more culty than uh, yeah. Protestantism. Fundamentalist Islam. I'm thinking of the sort of ISIS model. Fourteen out of fifteen. 
Ooh. The only one that I couldn't meaningfully say was part of ISIS's doctrine was the use of mind-altering substances or practices. Um, and then finally, I thought I'd have a go with with physics. So the well, I, physics. I would, I would, I would argue that there are, you know, they they do have um, religious indoctrination camps, and uh, while they may not use mind-altering substances, they do use kind of. Prayer. Bra- brain brainwashing yeah, type activity. Yeah. You could say that chanting, um, the, perhaps the chant, reciting in the yeah, Quran yeah. and things. Maybe and so and, and the use of extreme imagery to um, to sort of you know shock. Look, shock they're, people. they're already yeah. on fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They're most of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then so I thought, well, let's take uh, physicists as a right. group. Imagine a bunch of physicists at at a uh, at a at a convention or something. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got them at three three out of fifteen, and that's mainly the nerdiness. Uh, there, the kind of preoccupation and the belief that physics is super important. So I think these are all ide- sort of very much my a kind of caricature. Of what the about groups. what about? I mean, you might be able to do this ad hoc more or less. What about board gamers? Board gamers, I'd put them in in probably in the same in the same sort of bracket as physicists. It would be the same things coming out. The fact that life, you know, life without board games is meaningless. Mm. Um, and there is a but unlike physicists, actually, board gamers are quite they're they're a proselytizing religion they always want to find new board gamers and convert them so i think i think board game is slightly higher okay probably probably looking at four or five yeah so so um anyway i think i think it's quite useful to do it that way without sort of trying to come up with a definition which uh definitely rules things in or out but sort of says look things are more or less culty by the way i mean that website or organization did a pretty good job although you said they're quite culty i mean that, that sounds pretty... They've. I think it's pretty good. I think that yeah. checklist does a good job of, of sort of according with our intuitions about what seems more or less culty. Yeah. You're in the cult already. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 sign me yeah. up. Where do yeah. I sign? I want to hand over my life savings yeah. to these That's guys. the initial engagement yeah. with the group. You wait till you... <laughs> so where do we go from here? Um, well, I've so I, well, I, I got a few thoughts mm. about this. About sort of... Because in a way, I sort of want I want I want it to be. I, I, is there somewhere in the sort of you know somewhere between five and ten on that scale where we can say that something is meaningfully different, right? In a way, I, what I'm trying to do, I suppose, is protect things like board gamers and uh, and uh, physicists from being tarred in any way with the same brush as sort of ISIS, um, you know, rather than saying they're on there. It's a sliding scale. So now, if you look at definitions of cults. It, it does tend to, it's it essentially around the idea of a group which is defined by a set of beliefs and behavioral norms. That's what most kind of so, sociological definitions of cults look at. It's, you have a, a, it's the belief, it's a set of beliefs that, that causes the group to cohere, rather than, for example, you know, your mates down the pub who might all believe different things and instead are, you know, unified by some other thing, uh, geographical proximity or whatever. Um and a slightly more advanced definition would say they're socially deviant beliefs, but of course that's vulnerable to the fact that, well, social deviance is defined merely by being different to what everyone else believes. Lots of things that we think are good were once socially deviant. So, you know, that's not even necessarily, even board gaming. Right. Can you believe it? Good Lord. Um, so I, I have a hypothesis which I'll throw out, which is that a cult is a group in which uh, the reason, the reason that people um, are part of it is the need for social acceptance from that group rather than because the beliefs of that group are in some way either true or useful. Well, that's it. I mean, that's 
That is an interesting definition, uh, but I think there are lots of circumstances where you can think of that being true, which which most people wouldn't think of as, as cults. So like people who um, feign to like a particular type of music, for example, you know, or a, a particular band, they don't really like them, but what they want is the social acceptance from the group who do like that that music. Uh, and yet you wouldn't necessarily think of that as a as a as a cult yeah i mean i i just i i, I guess i'm thinking about um belief and uh ac- well it's hard to it's hard to separate belief and um behavior and you know set from preferences actually so no that is a good point um and i know. i also think is that yeah but I, I i suppose the only thing i'd say it's possible to imagine you have some people who really do like that band i mean you know there can't be no one who likes the band they have to come from somewhere and then when they're big enough you know people go oh i really like them too despite the fact they've only just discovered them and you know look them up on google because all their mates are into it so yeah uh i mean you you know they would be sort of if you like the, the culty end of the following yeah um, um look we're about halfway through well um, hang on so i think maybe 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 what that means is there are basically there isn't a cult and a non-cult what there are is people who do things in a culty way about a particular activity or belief and people who do it in a non-culty way and i think i think there are two things here i think one is it's it's quite dangerous territory because cult is a pejorative it's quite dangerous territory to um start labeling cults but obviously, some of them are some of them are damaging. So that you know, that's why there is no legal definition. And if you look at things like the the um, uh, you know the First Amendment of the the U.S. Um, Constitution about protection, freedom of um, uh, of religion, and this aversion to legally defining what a cult is, because one person's cult is just another person's you know unorthodoxy or their you know their um, their religion. Uh, so, so there's that issue about it being it being difficult. And if you look at the you know the struggles that some organisations like um, Scientology have had around the definition of the cult and wanting to not be defined as a cult, you know, particularly in country, countries like Germany, uh, there's that's obviously a a fraught process. Is you so know why do they need to worry about whether or not they're a cult <clears throat> if there's no legal definition of cult? Uh, I think it's because of that. That t- well, I think it's more about their struggle for recognition as a religion, right. as opposed to something else, which is defined as a as a cult. And maybe that's you know, maybe it is about being accepted as being a legitimate set of beliefs, and a cult being a label you stick on something that isn't an acceptable um, uh, set of beliefs. Um, yes, and the, the the second thing is around that that issue you were talking about of you know, is it is it about people uh and are is it about the behavior of those people not the the group set of beliefs itself and there is sort of evidence to to suggest that some people are more susceptible to being members of cults or being drawn into to cults uh and so that there is maybe a, a, you know an element of um it being personality de- dependent and you know things like dissatisfaction with one's um life or you know a kind of um spiritual sense of of identity uh and and being a moron uh well yeah i mean maybe maybe there's a there's an element of um you know that that capacity to question and be skeptical 
but but I think you know a lot of these people are are vulnerable, right? They've 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 displayed addictive behaviours previously. It's no there's no surprise that um, religions and some cults, you know, are, when they're looking to recruit members they engage with communities that are that are vulnerable yeah people um, always people always you know get uh, join uh, become you know christians after their mum dies of cancer and not just after they've won the lottery mm. that's Curious right phenomenon. yeah i i but i yeah i mean that what that suggests then <clears throat> well if we're thinking about let's think about how to uh, sort of uh, how do we immunize ourselves against ourselves against uh, harmful cults you know uh, and obviously, no one in a cult thinks that they're they're in a harmful cult by and large, right? It's only really outsiders who are able to say this is definitely harmful. These people are worse off than they would be if they weren't in the cult. Um, but how do we? I mean, the question is whether or not if people are if we, what we're saying is that there are people who are kind of inclined to be culty and to look for groups where they get their, all of that need for social inclusion and, you know, lots of rules and all of that kind of thing, which people like. Is there, is there other things? Should we be basically, instead of trying to talk them out of it, trying to pull them into a, a healthy cult? Um, yeah, you know, so often, way of well, I mean, arguably... Recruiting them into the Navy or something. Yeah, yeah, or as Wikipedia en- uh, editors or something. But, yeah, dare I yeah. say board gamers. Yeah, board gamers, yeah. Um, we're getting close to wanting to be drawn to to draw to a conclusion uh well so i th- so i think there's um there's an element which is you, you know which we've discussed is like many of the things that define a cult are not necessarily bad things like group cohesion and loyalty to members and following following orders are not necessarily per se bad things right the the point so and they are they are qualities which you share in common uh with other kinds of groups which are viewed as being positive, like, you know, Nick was referring to the armed forces or, you know, um, or board gamers or doing charitable, uh, you know, activity. So I suppose the thing is identifying what's bad about cults and making sure we don't uh, we don't succumb to those because they exist in all areas. Right. You know, the, the, we talked about, you know, um, uh, sort of the development of corporate cults and within organisations, you might get a charismatic leader who you know leads everybody over over the edge of a, a cliff at some point. So you know what is it we're 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 trying to avoid? And I suppose you know it's things like uh, unquestioning following of a set of a set of rules. Well, I mean, um, even you know, I've just looked at the checklist, trying to find out what the bad things are. And you're right. I mean, the thing is that there are, I've, I've just sort of sketched out in the, in the back of my head um, three ways uh, that cults can be bad. So firstly, the only one here which is really unambiguously bad is the idea that ends justify the means. So in other words, that the cult's aims, whatever that might be, and it might typically be to expand, to recruit more people, uh, is uh, justifies any kind of activity. And, and so, you know, that's why, I mean, you know, ISIS, or for that matter, the Nazis, would have been fine if they kept themselves to themselves, right? It's the fact that they insi- they insist on, uh, you know, killing people in pursuit of their aim. That seems to be the problem. Mm. Am, am I right here? Right? I mean, yeah, is, it's is the it point okay? at which would they it... engage with the real world and start to. Yeah, but it, but it's like, look, I mean, I you've got, you've got the I mean, if the Nazis had had not killed anyone, had been quite tolerant, but nevertheless stuck to their beliefs about Aryan supremacy and so on. Would they have been a problem right? if they hadn't been invading people and slaughtering people by the million? 
is there anything wrong with being a Nazi, right? So, um, Pot- and potentially I, I there is. In itself, if... So, sorry, this brings me on to my other two uh, yeah. suggestions about how it's bad. One is it's bad for other people mm. because people in cults are a pain in the ass instead of being functioning members of society mm. because it's all they go on about instead of doing something else, right? So it's, it's kind of bad because, uh, you know, m- most cults, encourage dysfunctional behavior or at least behavior that is kind of doesn't contribute things but you know i'm not too bothered about that i'm a libertarian right so i don't really mind if people want to do things that are unproductive that's up to them but the other thing is i think it's bad for the for the people involved and you know the my evidence for that would merely be just the large number of people who leave those cults it's a bit like east berlin and west berlin right people never got shot trying to escape to west berlin and and people don't get killed for trying to you know join isis right they get killed for trying to leave isis and and so it sort of seems to me that is all you need to know which is better east or west berlin well which side do people get shot trying to trying to trying to get to and and it's and it's the fact that people would risk their life to leave cults which which sort of suggests that it's bad for for the people involved okay um but you know Okay, their own. we need to stop there. But before we do, Chris, do you have a favourite cult, either current or historic? Apart from the cult, obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, well, yes. So I suppose um, the one that I've come across, which um, ju- just for bizarreness uh, strikes me as not, not a favourite, but but one which, um, uh, which interests me, uh, was when I was looking at um, uh, Iraq uh, and the security situation in Iraq. Um, just one day out of nowhere, um, 500 uh, Iraqis in the south of Iraq turned turned up uh, into a town and, and um, shot everything up. And it turns out they were a, a group called uh, the Soldiers of Heaven, uh, a Shia millenarian sect. And nobody knew they existed. And yet they managed to mobilize, you know, a few hundred people with guns to turn up and 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 start causing um trouble and they they had you know sort of as many millenarian cults do they had a whole bizarre set of um beliefs that were what does were, millenarian mean uh sort of um apocalyptic you know okay. focused on on uh on the end of days okay um, so like interesting people yeah um nick it's the pythagoreans okay so the the uh, obviously Pythagoras, who we know from his famous triangular theorem, um, was also uh, you know he also sort of founded and uh, this this cult in Greece back in the day. I'm going to say a few hundred years BC, and um, in amongst all the uh, wonderful mathematical uh, activity that you can only imagine was going on, mm. there was all this kind of bonkers set of beliefs as well um so so they they believed pythagoras believed that beans had souls for example okay. and that so bean bean eating was strictly forbidden um <laughs> and uh they, they they also held that there was no such thing as irrational numbers so numbers that can't be expressed as a fraction right they didn't think that there was such a thing as numbers that couldn't be expressed as a fraction as a fraction and you know there are i'm afraid but anyway, so this was such a such an important point of belief that someone got executed by being thrown into the sea from a cliff, uh, off a cliff for, for for daring to suggest. I think he said that the square root of two was was irrational. Um, so yeah, I like I just like I like they just sound great. I, yeah. I definitely have been a Pythagorean. Yeah, who needs Rolls Royces and free sex when you've got 
um really interesting triangles yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. they had three key key points presumably <laughs> okay um gentlemen we're going to stop there um thank you as always for listening to the cognitive engineering podcast i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with nick hare and chris rag of aleph insights that's all for now thanks bye-bye mm-hmm.